Christmas. I'm Claire, one of the hosts of The Silent Why. Back again for another My Why, the weekly audio version of the blogs I write for thesilentwhy.com. Today, a weary world rejoices. Well, if you're listening to this the day it goes out, it will be the 24th of December 2021. Christmas Eve, in fact. And you may have mixed feelings about tomorrow. Or maybe you've come across this another Christmas year. Maybe it's not Christmas at all, and the word weary just drew you in. Well, welcome, weary ones. And if you're not weary, then I'd advise you stay with me anyway, because you're very blessed, and potentially in the minority. And quite frankly, the rest of us need you. If you're feeling lonely this Christmas, or sad, mourning, questioning, excluded, hurt, angry, processing, tired, scared, lost, and anything in between then you probably identify with these three words from the carol O Holy Night. The weary world. This year, especially, a lot of people will be feeling weary, for a whole myriad of reasons. And the consumerised, if that's a word, Christmas season, doesn't really help with any of these emotions. We're bombarded with images of happy families sharing food, playing games and generally enjoying each other's company which can very quickly lead us to the belief that this is what is going on behind every closed door at Christmas. The season is entirely focused on making you buy things which will ultimately buy you happiness. A classy, stylish Christmas tree will make up for the fact that you don't have any children. A fantastic light display on the outside of your house will distract people from your pending divorce inside. Giving out the best Christmas cards you can find will divert people away from realising your child hasn't spoken to you for over a year. Serving extra hours at the homeless shelter will make the first Christmas without your partner easier to ignore. Getting drunk at the Christmas party will show people you're not crying every night because it's the first Christmas without your mum. Telling people you hate Christmas might prevent them asking what your plans are and finding out that you rarely see another human being between Christmas Eve and New Year. Telling yourself no one wants bad news at Christmas will give you the perfect excuse not to tell the family the cancer's come back. Sending out all the highlights of your year in a newsletter will hide the fact that you've just started seeing a therapist for suicidal thoughts. We're encouraged to put on a brave face, because we assume everyone else is having a lovely, perfect day with their families. I'd love to know the stats of the reality of how enjoyable Christmas is for most adults. In 2020, with Covid in full force, it was reported in the UK that more than 8 million adults were expected to be alone during the festive period, with 83% unlikely to speak to anyone face-to-face on Christmas Day. The thing is, if you're very blessed, you're brought up with Christmas being a magical time. Presents, food, people off work, travelling, big meals, new fancy chocolates that we don't get for the rest of the year. It's a selfish time to enjoy as a child, and we loved it. Oblivious to the arguments, politics, financial pressures and work commitments the adults around us were fielding, not having to buy presents for others, but receiving stuff left, right and centre that we wanted ourselves, living in the star, Santa and light-spangled moment and enjoying every second. Then, when you're an adult, it appears the only way to fully keep this magic alive is to have children, or grandchildren around you, and live it through them. Or create your own Christmas celebrations that involve no other human beings. However, in the carol O Holy Night by Adolf Charles Adam, written in the 1800s, it might mention the weary world, But those three words are sandwiched, nay, completely smushed, with words around them of hope, joy and expectation. Regardless of whether you believe Christmas is about the birth of Jesus or not, 
There's something for us all in this first verse. I'll break it down for you, but not in a rapper kind of way. Oh, holy night, the stars are brightly shining. If you read my blog, My Friend the Moon, then you'll know how much joy I can take from a night sky. And on this night, it's the stars that are taking centre stage. For this carol talks about a holy night, a night where the world was about to be changed forever. A new life was coming into the world, but not any life. It was a life that even the stars would worship and shine for. It is the night of the dear Saviour's birth. Do you know what a Saviour is? It's a person who comes to save someone from difficulty or danger. Aren't we all in need of one of those? Long lay the world in sin and error pining. Do you ever just feel all the ways the world has gone wrong? All the stuff that breaks your heart open if you think about it long enough? Like we've taken a wrong path in so many ways. The world is pining. The earth, the trees, nature, humans, there's a pining in us for something better. Something to be fixed, something to come and help us. Something bigger than us, where we can just rest in the knowledge that someone else can fix this situation before it all goes to pot. Our world has long been pining for something. Even back to when this hymn was written, way before our plastic and climate crisis. Till he appeared and the soul felt its worth. I love these words. The soul felt its worth. I imagine that when a soul feels its worth, it knows exactly what its value is. Do you know what your soul is worth? Well, it's worth a lot. In the Christian world, it's worth the life of a saviour. And to know that you are that important, to feel that worth, well, that would be a pretty special moment for anyone. This goes way beyond knowing you're loved in a human sense. This is a complete knowing of your value in the whole scheme of things, and there's not a single soul out there that's not worth the life of this saviour. Yes, even little old you. Whatever country you're in, wherever you are right now, washing up, sat in the car, sat at home, at your desk, on the toilet, in the bath, on a run, at the gym, feeding the kids, lying in bed. Wherever you are, your soul is worth so much more than you know. And if you ever felt that, well, then you'd believe me. And the response? A thrill of hope. The weary world rejoices. The response to a soul feeling its worth is a thrill of hope. But it's not just a thrill of hope and the world rejoices. A thrill of hope and then a weary world rejoices. Now to be weary and rejoice, well that involves one thing I think I hark on a lot about. Choice. You see, a weary person doesn't just rejoice. They have to choose to rejoice. And the only thing that makes a weary person rejoice in something... It's the motivation that it's worth it. So when a weary world rejoices, we know something pretty special is going on. For yonder breaks a new and glorious morn. Yonder means in the distance. In the distance breaks a new morning. But it's not just the start of something new. It's a glorious morning. You ever seen a glorious sunset? You don't describe every sunset as glorious. It has to be pretty amazeballs to use that language, and this is where the hope comes in. 
Through this one act, on a dark night, when the stars are shining, there's the birth of a baby, a new beginning. Whether you can have children or not, babies are hope. So many people in the childless community write off babies with their pain of not having one. But like it or not, they are the next humans that will change the world. They are the next voices that carry on after ours. And that's not always good, because they are also the next childless people, the next widowers, the next orphans, the next cancer sufferers, the next criminals, the next grievers, the next to die young, the next to be born into a body that doesn't work as it's intended. It's not all perfect joy and smiles for every human. But at the start, there is hope that they could be something great. The next global leader, the next gold medalist, the next great humanitarian, the voice to end slavery, the bravery to change a nation's corruption, the magician, maybe musician, to impact the world, maybe a magician, (laughs) the next best-selling author, the next person who opens up their house for Christmas, the next litter picker around their local park, the next youth leader to start a movement from just three children at their house. This baby, if you believe in the original Christmas story, was going to change the world. Like him or not, he survived the test of time for 2,000 years, and still now, people are killed on a daily basis around the world for choosing to follow him. So what do we take from all this, weary peeps? Well, I don't ever want to push my beliefs onto other people, much as I love them. And on the whole, I keep them a bit separate from my blogging where possible. But at Christmas, well, I'll be honest with you, sometimes Jesus arriving on this earth is the only thing the season has going for it. I always want to offer you hope in your loss and your grief, and at Christmas the only hope I'm always left with if everything else falls away from me is Jesus. In one of my favourite recent versions of O Holy Night by Rend Collective on their Christmas Campfire Volume 1 album, you can hear it on the link on the blog, they have a line in it that says this, O Night Divine, When love arrived, O holy night. And that's what I want you to know today. Love did arrive on the planet at Christmas. And no matter where you are, what you're doing, how you're feeling, or what you've done, there is love offered to you through the arrival of Jesus. It's literally for every single human, so at no point are any of you allowed to respond with it won't mean me because... doesn't matter if you killed someone, if you had an affair... If your private habits are worse than you want to admit, if you've mucked up a relationship, if you were never there for your kids, if you've lied, stole, swore, rebelled, murdered, slapped, stood back, ignored, reacted, disappeared, if you don't even compost, join the club. But it doesn't matter, because on this night, this holy night, love arrived. Love appeared, love came down for you. Meaning you are never alone in your circumstances. Believing in a God doesn't mean he pulls you out of all the horrible crap you're going through, but it means he's there with you in it and understands. And that, my friends, is the only hope I can give you that lasts. It's not consumed by the world, doesn't date, doesn't wane or die off, doesn't leave, doesn't sleep, doesn't disappoint. Craig Lounsborough said, Christmas is not a story of hope, it is hope. I know there will be lonely, desperate, suicidal people this Christmas spending the day in a room surrounded by friends and family. And I also know there will be hope-filled smiles on the face of someone without a single other human to speak to and no presence under the tree, but with a peace in their heart because they know the true meaning of Christmas. Mary Ellen Chase said, Christmas, children, is not a date. It's a state of mind. 
And to keep you in that state of mind, and because it's not a busy week at all for me this week, I've decided to spend extra time writing super short bursts of hope, hopelets if you will, that I can release next week to make sure that we put out something every day from the silent Y. To help those of you who just need something in between that weird time between Christmas and New Year and into 2022. And today I'm going to leave you with words from C.S. Lewis. Something to remember. Once in our world, a stable had something in it that was bigger than our whole world. Thank you.